1: We're returning to one of our favorite topics, really, words that we use when we mean to use other words. And Ross and Kathy, you call these confusables, and we've done a number of these sort of going through the alphabet of confusables. I honestly don't know if we're picking back up with the alphabet today or if we're just jumping in willy-nilly everywhere but let's get going let's do some of these confusables
2: okay this time we're calling them pretentious
1: Ooh, (laughs) because
2: why not because these are um, ones several a bunch of them we found there's a subset of pretentious confusables it's when people use words with an extra syllable in place of the correct simpler word but in other cases they're just simply Sort of slightly pretentious words that are just being misused.
1: Is this sort of like using utilize instead of use?
2: Much like that. Okay. But we're going to backtrack for a second because the only reason we started doing this is we got an email from Kelly. It says, I try very hard to avoid prescriptivism and accept language changes as an inevitable process. But I have to admit, I do get really irritated by this one pet peeve. Reticent seems to be losing its specific sense of reluctance to speak and is often used as a general synonym for reluctant. And they went on explaining that they thought what happened was they were merging, reluctant and hesitant and coming up with reticent and wanted to know, have we encountered this and how long has this been happening? So that's where we're beginning.
0: And we have encountered it and it's been mm-hmm. happening a long time. We found actually uh, indications from the Oxford English Dictionary that it's been around since when, Kath? I've forgotten now, but um, I have it as
2: 1875 and 1877 using it in the reluctant sense as opposed to the reticent sense so i actually got to say in this one i agreed with kelly initially i thought yeah i've heard that a lot and it's wrong but the more we started digging the more we thought maybe
0: it's not as wrong as we've been thinking it isn't wrong but i actually still sort of agree with kelly on this one the first thing that i noticed in the oxford english dictionary not to be an english snob because i'm american but i'm canadian but um the people who used reticent in the theoretically incorrect sense were all Americans. If you noticed all of their examples from early examples are American examples. You're right. So apparently the, the meaning diverged after the British used it in the theoretically correct way. Actually, I think we should start off though. What is the difference between the two meanings? Fletcher, do you know or not? (laughs) Fletcher,
2: you're on.
1: (laughs) Technical, correct. Yes. Well, I saw this email as well and I admit readily that in my life I've used both words. I've used reticent when really I meant reluctant. Um, over time, I've learned what reticent is actually supposed to mean. It, when it started out, it was just a matter of ignorance. It, you know, I, I guess I liked how it sounded. And I think the meanings are close enough together. I mean, in, this, in the sense that reticent sort of means reluctant to speak, kind of. And so moving, right. that, moving that goalpost just a little bit, to mean, you know, reluctant in in other cases as well, isn't that surprising to me? So reticent of all right. So reticent is is being reserved with with expressing your feelings or your thoughts, mm-hmm. and, and reluctant, right. of course, is much much more general than that. But I, I know we're headed somewhere, but what I want to get clear is y- you were saying that it's it's not wrong or it's just it's been used wrong for longer than we think.
0: Well it's not really I mean theoretically the one problem with language, particularly with English is we don't have a a great you know uh, French Academy or English Academy telling us what's right or wrong. We kind of decide by consensus what tends to be used and what tends to be acceptable in general English And regard irregardless is a joke. I I know it's regardless, (laughs) regardless of what others say. I want to make sure I don't get people going, you just said irregardless, but regardless of what others say, English is changing and reticent has come to mean reluctant. And as Kathy pointed out since the 1870s, so we're not necessarily not going to be understood. But Kathy and I both are firm believers in the idea that the purpose of language is generally outside of poetry to make to clearly communicate and is there going to be confusion with saying reticent instead of reluctant are people going to stare at you look at you sneer at you probably not that said i still can't help it and i don't know if you guys agree i kind of like reticent to be reluctant to speak and reluctant to be reluctant Uh, what do you guys think what do you people think
1: before you answer that ross do you have do you have something on your desk that might be uh, jiggling around.
2: I was just going to ask that, too, because I keep hearing bop, 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 okay. bop, bop,
0: Do you hear it now? No. No. Okay, it's a coffee cup. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. Don't be <laughs> reticent about it. <laughs> okay, Kathy, I'll, I'll let you speak first. How do you feel?
2: I, I've always used reticent to mean reluctant to speak, not to mean reluctant itself. That said, now that I've looked at it, and I, I and I do like specificity in words, I, I, I do. So in that sense, personally, I, I think I'll continue just to use reticent in that sense. But when I see that it's been used correctly, that there's been no issue about it, meaning reluctant, I kind of feel like I've been wrong to have have looked askance, if you will, at someone saying reticent in the reluctant sense of the word. Does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, definitely. And for me, and people around me may not believe this, but in general, I'm a lot harder on myself than I am on other people. And Mm -hmm. in this case, it's something where I personally would like to use reticent in the let's say traditional way in the way Mm. that it's defined but i am perfectly fine with other people using it just to mean reluctant i think it's a nice word and and i want to use it personally in the quote-unquote proper way but but for other people uh, you know i'm it's not going to bother me if if they're using it to mean reluctant
0: i completely agree with you i I completely agree i'm going to stick with saying reticent to mean reluctant to speak but I don't mind if other people use it. And incidentally, though, there's a little subtlety. I just noticed as we were talking about this. And even when reticent becomes reluctant, there are certain kind of like definitely uh, differences in meaning. Because I just looked up something right now with wine. And a bunch of wine uh, connoisseurs or whatever, they say a wine is reticent. Mm-hmm. It's a reticent it's not, wine. But it's would, when it
2: hasn't matured enough. Oh, huh.
0: But you would never say a reluctant wine. Yeah, I would.
2: Why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I drink a lot of wine, so I know these
1: things.
0: <laughs> I, I, can you say, I wouldn't say a reluctant... I mean, I, I, could, I would never say a reticent wine either.
1: <laughs> You're right.
0: But if I were going to say, you know, talk about wine tasting and, you know, hints of oak or whatever... I might say a reti- it was a bit reticent, but I would never say it was a bit reluctant. No. I don't know. Just, uh, it's sort of interesting. There is a difference between the two words, even as they merge, as we speak.
2: I just have to say one thing off topic. Uh, speaking of wine tastings, the worst was you said oak or whatever. The worst was it was I swear to God, it was they said something that had notes of wet dog. I swear to God, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that's all. <laughs> I'm not reluctant to share that. I did not buy the wine though,
0: <laughs> but go on. I wish you'd been more I wish you'd been more reticent about that <laughs> though. So.
1: <laughs> They aren't the same thing, though. Uh, when I when I read them, or even uh, this is that's a really good example, actually, Russ, with with the wine. It's not something that I'd heard before, but I would definitely have different feelings if somebody said the wine uh, were reticent versus reluctant. It just it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't feel mm-hmm. the same to me. They are different. They aren't the same mm-hmm. word. Yeah. Oh, here it is. A shy and reticent wine.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now let us go on. And let's explicate or explain
1: Mm.
0: our next topic, which is, believe it or not, explicate, (laughs) pinch hitting for explain or vice versa. Fletcher, do you have an explanation or an explication for the differences between the two?
1: Uh, No, I, I don't actually really know what explicate means. And now to defend myself, I also never use the word because I don't really know what it means. And so I'm certainly not going to use it in place of explain, uh, because again, I don't know what it means.
0: Well, you can join the club, <laughs> actually, <laughs> Kathy. You want to take a this? <laughs> explicate? I, I can't find it now. I read a wonderful definition in a philosophical journal on the difference between explicate and explanation, and I thought it was absolutely unintelligible. <laughs> so I'm gonna stick with um, I'm not a philosopher as Kathy can tell you so I'm gonna stick to um, let's do I guess Miriam Webster the idea really is that explicate is they say the definition is making plain or understandable which could be explain or uh, elucidate or whatever but explicate involves basically taking a complex system of thought or a complex topic and kind of teasing out the meaning behind it. Explain is kind of quicker or easier, or elucidation is quicker and easier. Fletcher is really mean to me. Let me elucidate why Fletcher is so mean. Mm -hmm. He's sneering right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Explication, let me explicate why I think Fletcher's metaphysical theory of life is quite correct. Mm -hmm. That goes as a methodical development of a of it's a methodical explanation. Kath is that does that sound okay? Well, it's 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 more technical.
2: It's more technical yeah. and more academic. And I think the problem is is people think explicate sounds like fancy. It's a more fami- a formal way of saying expli- ex- explicate explain and it's not. It is. It's a much more technical, it's much more formal as much more academic term and it has a specific meaning. It's they're not interchangeable in spite of the expla Parts.
1: so like if we're watching baseball i guess i'm returning to baseball we've been talking about baseball a lot lately but if we're watching baseball and i want to know why uh, the guy was out at second base and the person next to me says well let me explicate i can say whoa 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 you don't need to get that detail just explain it
0: yeah, yeah. i like that yeah well said <laughs> I, like I like that a lot <laughs> Oh, I was going to read you the boring philosophical definition. Do you want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Explication comes into play in determining whether some phenomenon can plausibly be given either a reductive or eliminative treatment. Explication helps us distinguish certain kinds of reductive and eliminative views. Ah, is that a good explanation? <laughs> well, not to, not to you and
1: me, but I think hmm. I think if you are a philosopher, I think that actually probably makes perfect sense. I don't think those are necessarily mm-hmm. difficult terms if you're already, if you're in that world.
2: Well, what I found interesting is the two words "explicate" and "explain" don't come from the same um, Latin word,
0: do hmm. they? No. Hmm. No, "explain" comes from "explanare," which is to flatten. To flatten out. And explicare comes to, ca, explanation. explication comes from, Kathy? Explicatus, which means to explain, which means to explain. <laughs> 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 or unravel, or unravel, okay? Because <laughs> one, and I think even there we can see the difference. We can see that one seems to be more complex than the mm-hmm. other, right there. Mm-hmm. No, because I, th- I wanted to just look at, because I, I thought it was placare is to unfold. So explanation, uh, explication comes from unfolding. Whereas unfolding seems to be more deliberative and it seems to be more complex. Whereas flattening, flattening out, quicker, it does, yeah. yeah. Well, you're sort of flattening, it seemed to me,
2: with explain, you're, you're getting rid of obstacles in a funny way. You're flattening the path ahead, I, I guess. You know what I mean? In my head, I'm exactly. saying this. Whereas unraveling, you're following, you know, like the, 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 the thread through the uh, labyrinth.
0: And given that, I think that we can basically say... Most usages outside of philosophy, including even Fletcher's baseball example, yeah. I think we're best sticking <laughs> with explain. Yeah, I never say explicate. I don't know. Do you guys do or not? I don't. I never do.
1: No, do I'm not do? going to. Uh-uh. I'm not going to think kindly of someone who does. Ooh. I mean, whatever. If if it, if it if it's my friend or somebody like that, but if it's in mm-hmm. a if in if it's in a professional setting, that's gonna sound way either too. Uh, pretentious or too business jargony to me and uh, that's just instantly going to put you in a bad light for me. Yeah. And that that's my problem. Uh, you know that, that's that's, a, that's that's an issue I have to deal with, but but it's still true.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. I I, I to me it's it's a business buzzword sort of thing, and it's and it's and it's pompous, and it, and it makes me want to kick you in the shins. I'm sorry, it does.
1: <laughs> Again, some what, things that we, we need. Cafe. Yeah, some yeah. things we need to work on as people, and and I think we we admit that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that said, it's still true, at least for now.
2: <laughs> well, Ross, I bet you're thinking right now this is a simplistic uh, way of explaining it, right?
0: <laughs> Let me explicate, Kathy, on the worth promoting behind this. <laughs> Actually, th- this is a really good one. This one bothers both Kathy and me. And we had an example from um, a website. And Fletcher, of course, is going to instantly see the problem. And I think he should. I'm going to read it to you Living Green website. Even though IKEA gets looked down upon by many people, Ikea has many items that are bargains. Not only does it offer affordable and simplistic solutions to home decor and furnishings. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, 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 drum roll, Fletcher.
1: <laughs> so they mean they mean simple and simplistic, at least to me, means, let's say too simple.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, like, it's not really, simple is a good thing. Simplistic is not a good thing. <laughs> Saying something as simple is as, as fine. Right, it's, it, it means easier. it's not
1: complicated.
2: Correct. Saying something as simplistic is, 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 is as you said, it's, it's a little too much simplicity. Yes. Maybe it should
0: be a little <laughs>
1: more complicated. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> no, I think this one's clearly a pretentious word that's overused. Kathy and I have found this used frequently now in business. And in almost all cases, they're not talking about simple. They're talking, I mean, they say simplistic solutions here and everywhere now. And that's that i think is a mistake i think simplistic means something and i don't think you want to get confusing i don't think you want to confuse
1: people or be confused yourself by that I, I, do you all agree with that or not yeah because there is kind of a negative connotation to it
2: yeah mm-hmm. it's overly simplistic really is overly simple and now we can, it's excessive simplification for lack of a better that's it mm-hmm. i mean and 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 that's what it means period although people are using it as the fancy simple
1: incorrectly right but, but right now it does confuse the meaning mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. the the grander issue in all of this we're trying to tease out whether something actually does confuse the meaning or not and maybe earlier with reticent and reluctant it doesn't really but with simplistic and simple it really does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no if
0: i told you fletcher that you're a simplistic individual i think you would be annoyed yeah And I don't think it's a good thing to go to a, you know, to a job interview and say, you know, uh, I seek to to offer simplistic solutions to your company's problems. You're going to be in trouble on that one. I remember
1: Mm. I wrote a piece for a a film journal a while back and the editor was was actually pleased with my writing, saying it's very simple writing. And and she went on to explain, Mm -hmm. I don't mean, you know, I don't mean simplistic. I don't think she actually used that term. Mm -hmm. But but had she said it's it's simplistic writing, I would have. I would have felt offended.
2: And and you should have been, (laughs) frankly. The thing that I thought was interesting is when we started looking up this is um, no one's quite sure why simplistic became, you know, came to mean overly simple. And some sources were saying that originally it did mean simple. And then in the 1800s, it took on the negative overly simple. And um, that's where we are. This is one of those ones where it's like, you know, the, the roots of it are sort of like vague. So we're not quite sure.
0: That's really interesting. What does the OED say, Kathy, if you check that? I didn't. I never looked that one up on the OED. Um,
2: the OED says that uh, it came from simpliste, a noun, simpliste, which was uh, a noun and an adjective. It's a person who takes a simplistic or partial view of something or characterized by a simplistic or partial view. And it didn't come about until um, the 1800s. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's a rather it's a rather uh, new word in our language. I mean where you've got simple has been around for a lot longer, and now I'm checking because huh. I don't have it in front of me. Simple has been around from, came from the Middle English and we've got it as unsophisticated stuff back in the 1200s. So simplistic is, I wonder if it was, since it was the 1800s, part of me wonders, and I don't know, this is just off the top of my head, if it it did come about by people trying to sound fancy. I'm not kidding, all along, you know? Because that impulse is there, and we know we've seen it throughout, you know, language. The worst thing to me yeah. is not only is simplistic used incorrectly, now people also say something's overly simplistic.
0: <laughs> which is, <it's> like, <laughs> so that's overly, overly simple. <laughs> <That's>
2: right. Right. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> which is
0: uh, sort of confusing. So it's not really, what you're really saying is, is it a practical or a practicable word?
2: You Very weak segue, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: guys.
2: <laughs> I'm ashamed this for is, you. <laughs>
0: But in a way, though, it was a very poor segue on my part, but I think the words right now, there's a certain similarity between these two concepts because we have practicable substituting for practical and one, in effect, is sort of a weaker Shall we say it's a more simplistic word? I don't know. Maybe that's well. Segway time. Forget (laughs) it. Forget it. Forget it. I quit. But here,
2: this is another example of what we're calling the subset of pretentious confusables, which is the extra syllable word is used in place of the correct, fewer syllable word. Practicable, practical. Yes.
0: I can't say it, but yeah. I mean, I I say it really poorly. But we have like we had a New York Annex Market Gift Guide, and they had. uh, Handmade organic soaps for the practicable person on your list. Oh. Give a gift that's fresh.
1: Ew. No, now, I've never heard of is... I, I mean, I, I rarely hear practicable at all, but I certainly never heard it like that. Yuck.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> Do you know the difference, Fletcher? Can you give us the difference, not,
1: or is this not really? Uh, I mean, I, I can't. I can't again. Like whatever the word was a little bit ago. It's because I don't exactly know what practicable means. I can hear that sentence that you just said and say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" That's not what you mean. But I can't. Yeah, I it's, can't go further. It's
0: interesting because what it really means is capable of being used, and we have an example. I think Kathy did it with. Um, it's practicable to use. Male uh, excuse me. I think it's practicable. Wouldn't it be not practicable. practicable, or is it practicable? Well, the Latin has a long. This is going. I don't mean to be a snob here. I'm mm. looking at the medieval Latin word it evolved from. I've never pronounced it correctly, probably. And they have a long a over the ca uh, mm. part, so I keep saying it. But I think it is practicable. I can't say it that well. But whatever, practicable means, you're right, Kathy, it's easier to say that way. Practicable in English. Practicable. I'll keep saying it until I say it correctly. Practicable means capable of being put into practice. Okay. For example, you can use nail scissors to trim your hedge. It's not practical. Practical, we know what that means. It means, you know, it's okay to use it. It's good to use it. But trimming with a nail a hedge with a nail, nail trimmer is not practical. But it's practicable because you can do it. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference between the two then. We can see that right now. Practicable. And you Thanks. wouldn't really, uh, you
1: certainly wouldn't refer to a person that way. A practicable no. person?
2: Because, yeah, a
0: person, you can't,
2: It's not able to put into, I guess, well, I guess technically a person could be put into practice. It's a feasible, no, yeah, you can't. It's yeah. not,
1: not usually what No, you could say
0: it's a practicable, I'm choosing a practicable person to, nah, no, no, you
2: couldn't. Like he's the practicable, practicable person for the job? Yeah, maybe, but it
0: doesn't seem right. No. We're having troubles pronouncing it, so I don't think we have... None of us are in danger of being snobbed with this word yeah, because no, if we no, use ever. it,
2: people will be sneering at us. <laughs> What's with them? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Greg, I, I guess going back to the broader question, though, is is there enough of a difference that it can cause confusion? And yes, definitely with this one.
0: Yes.
2: Definitely. bad. I mean, well done. It's a bad thing. <laughs> <Right>. Bad. <laughs> yeah, very bad. The next one is one that I've been hearing a lot. And I don't know if you... Um, I'm just going to read a line. Um, Furthermore, accounts of voice hearing have been documented throughout human history, recounted by a wide array of pioneers, geniuses, rebels, and also by normal, unexceptionable people like myself. That was in the Huffington Post.
1: Unexceptionable instead of unexceptional.
2: Correct. This yes. is
1: getting more and more common. That's weird enough. too. I don't really think I've heard that either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now. Well, that that I think is clearly wrong. Unexceptionable means not open to objection, and that is unexceptionally different from unexceptional. <laughs> there's no difference. I mean, there's no question about that to
1: me. The reason this is happening is because people—it's it, that pretentiousness, right? It, mm-hmm. That has to be mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, uh, I don't understand why we all, why why we, many, have this, like, impulse to, like, think the longer the word, the the more, you know, the smarter I sound. Because yeah. to me, it just gets so clunky and and, and and sclerotic, you know, to begin with. And then they're wrong, so you really are going off the deep end there.
0: Yeah, this one, I think we, this one using Fletcher, you know, oh. all of our uh, clear clarity uh, issues, I think this is clearly not a good word. We need to be very distinct with these two words, I think. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, that was like one thing Ross and I found was a uh, it was a Yelp review, a negative one, that said, complained that the tacos at a Mexican restaurant were unexceptionable.
0: (laughs) So it's just, like, all right. (laughs) Well, I'm not going (laughs) to object. Moving on, this one is a fun one. And this one we see everywhere. And I have to say, as a kid, I was always really confused by it. So, epitaph and epithet. Now, I don't want to put you in the spot, Fletcher, but you probably know the difference by
1: now. I don't know. Sure, yeah. I didn't really realize that these were so commonly confused uh, I mean they they sound yes. a little bit alike but anyway the epitaph is the thing that goes on your gravestone and an epithet is a negative um, w- a negative word used to refer to uh, I guess a person or, or a whatever
0: yes mostly mostly correctly correct but we found on the ADL website the Anti-Defamation League website a while back a landlord used racial epitaphs <laughs> too. on the ADL
1: website <laughs> <laughs> yes huh. Yeah, I mean, you, you you if you hated the person whose tombstone you were making, you could put <laughs> an epithet in their epitaph. I guess. No, I didn't realize that this was was too commonly confused. It
2: is actually surprisingly so. If you if you do a Google search, do like racial racial epithet uh, epitaphs. I'm doing it wrongly, and you uh, and and the like. You do find it often. Hmm. And Ross and I have a feeling that a lot of people might. You, it might be even more common in spoken um, English, and we think it's because it's it's not as easy to say epithet. You, your your mouth doesn't want to do the epith. Yeah. Whereas epitaph is easy. You don't have the th- like right after the ep. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, it could be uh, you're. I think you're giving people a lot. Of, you're giving people a lot of leeway there. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I was
2: <laughs> kicking them in the shins before. I got to be nice now. You know.
1: <laughs> Good point. See, we we do grow in the course of this. podcast. <laughs> But yeah, I mean this just seems like people are are using the wrong word period.
0: That's I don't yeah, I think so. I don't think this is not a case of pretension, I think. This is a case of just error. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to throw out just quickly, it's generally not known, but epithet technically isn't necessarily negative. And like the ancient Greeks would use epithets to like give a bright-eyed goddess Athena in um, in Homer's, you know, in the Iliad or whatever, and that would be technically called an epithet as well. Mm-hmm. Although in general usage, Fletcher, you're completely correct. Epithet is usually pretty nasty. You're talking about a nasty racial sort of thing. Yeah,
2: because I don't think. I mean, I, aside from what you just described, Ross, like the oh, yeah, I, I think that I've. Ne- I don't think I've ever seen it in modern times used to be anything but bad,
0: derogatory. No, I was being really technical on it. That's yeah. all. no, I, I agree with you. I would never use the word. In a positive sense, but technically, i uh you know if you're reading ancient Greek, you you can start talking about epithets, and you're not being negative. Interesting.
2: The interesting thing I just found though in the OED, I just wanted to see if there was a, a, a more modern example of epithet used in the positive sense. They didn't add the definition um, of of uh, epithet as offensive or derogatory until 1993. It was a it was a draft edition. Wow. Even though the examples wow. go back to 1700s, I'm looking at it right now. It's like that's just so odd to me.
0: That's really interesting. although you yeah. probably all knew ancient Greek in those days and you know their classic classical education so they probably were all up to date on this or down to date on it, whatever. I'm not gonna be complacent. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> to complacent and complacent. They this look alike. Is, I mean, they yeah. sound alike <laughs> oh, 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 but they oh, don't. oh,
1: oh, 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 I think they, I, I, I got you there.
0: Okay, they sound alike, but they don't look alike. And we had a UNICEF re- press release. The interruption of the polio virus circulation is significant, but we cannot afford to be complacent, A-I-S-A-N-T. And that is correct or not correct?
1: No. They, they want complacent, C-O-M-P-L-A-C-E-N-T.
0: Wow. Fletcher,
1: you're a Jeopardy champion. You're <laughs> I wish. Oh, man. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like people know what complacent, the C-E-N-T there, it means. What's the other complacent mean, really?
2: It means uh, willing to please. Yeah, right. Okay.
0: And you can even see the please in there.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, they, but they evolve in the same word.
1: Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's just that you don't see, I mean, complacence is the most common and complacence with the AI. And and both ways you can be like slightly negative, but the they both came on to into, entered English in the late 1600s. And um, complacent initially just meant pleasing or pleasant. And about like a hundred years or so later, it began getting that self-satisfied, that slightly negative tone hmm. to it. And that's where it stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that got me though is when we're looking at it, okay, dictionary.com and American Heritage Dictionaries both list one of the di- definitions for complacent with the C
0: as complacent with the AI, which is just so confusing mm-hmm. to me. Well, I mean the, the merging or the separation is so recent, I think that's the problem actually Mm -hmm. relatively speaking this one doesn't really bother me i don't think i mean we put this as confusables but i really wonder and we gave some examples but i really wonder how common that confusing is because i have, have either of you had problems with this
1: i've seen it here and there and if if i do see it it does bother me absolutely because because mm-hmm. they're not the same thing if i hear it i'm not gonna know because <laughs> they sound the no, same we're not gonna know of course <laughs> but i've very
0: rarely seen confusions on this though i, d- I don't really see that many i'm just looking reasons. right now
2: and i don't know no <laughs> i'm yeah. Yeah. seeing well, more really? than i would have expected yeah i just i just went into google and typed in don't be about being complacent with but i spelled it the wrong way and i'm seeing a fair i'm seeing a surprising number All from twenty twenty one. Well you
0: could say don't be complacent, don't be overly willing to please. I guess you could say No, but I'm looking
2: at these, you know uh, now people people have gotten complacent, P A L A I. It's about growing comfortable and complacent
0: AI. Yep. Comfortable that's that's a that's a killer. Comfortable and complacent has to be the C E N T. Yeah, correct.
2: I, again, though, I suspect this is another case where it, spelling it with the AI looks sort of classy somehow because it's that French thing, so it looks sort of like ooh, yeah, doesn't it?
1: I think also sometimes maybe people don't know how to spell it with the C and they might just sort of look up how do you spell complacent and and they and end up with comes up. they end up with the other one, yeah, yeah. But you do, I do, I, and I do see it. I do see it with the AI S when it when it means the word with the C, but I rarely see it the other way. I don't know if I've ever seen it the other direction.
2: I've never seen it the other way either. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it the other way. And
1: I think part of that is that people don't really use the the pleasing version of it very often. People don't use that word complacent r- regarding eager to please very often. No. But I think most people know what complacent with the C means at this point. I mean, it's, it's a pretty common word. I think word. so too. Yeah.
0: I think so too. The other one is not. I agree with you. Right. Right. Complacent with the A-I-S-A-N-T is as far from, I think it's probably, I wonder what the Google Ngram would be, which was used more. I think complacent would be used far more frequently than the other complacent. I'm somewhat discomfited.
2: This is one, I'm going to, I already started talking. I'm sorry, Ross. (laughs) Go go (laughs) ahead. I don't have a problem with this one. Okay, Ross, you go ahead, because I cut you off, and then, and then we'll ask Fletcher what he thinks, and then I'll get on my soapbox.
0: Uh, well, I'm rather discomfited by your cutting me off. I feel a great <laughs> deal of discomfort on this. This is, the, this is the distinction between two words, obviously, discomfort and discomfort. We had an example of what technically would be considered wrong usage uh, from Forbes magazine. Data. I'm going to re- re- uh, say the sentence. Data confirms that time and again... During bouts of dropping share prices, most investors eventually just want to make the discomfort go away. Now, this is a this is a mean one to Kathy. Okay, that's egregious. This case going to be that's egregious. I I think that's That's wrong. egregious. I, I, obviously, it is. I mean, I, I, that was a really a wrong use. But as a verb, discomfited or discomforted. Does this bother you, Fletcher, or not?
1: No. Uh, discomfited basically means experiencing discomfort, right? Is it how far, how 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 much different is it really?
2: Not very different. That's where I
1: feel the unease. I guess maybe maybe that's yeah. a little closer.
2: Unease. I think that discom- you're discomfited, You're you're uncomfortable. You're uneasy. You're, you've right. been put in, ill at ease. And discomfort is like you're distressed and you feel slight pain. It's, it's to me, they're so similar they're just too similar.
1: Yeah, they they're very similar. I mean, I guess you could be discomforted if I don't know the seatbelt's too tight. Um and that's not the same as being discomforted. So I guess they're mm-hmm. they're slightly different, but they are very very similar.
0: Although we do have a we do have a discomfort use as a, as a noun. Ta-
1: which well, is that's it's, it's very rare. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah feel a sense of discomfort in that sense to make the discomfort go away. See that I don't Discomfort like. there is yeah. there right now. I'm looking as we speak, I'm staring at the very authoritative Oxford English dictionary. I still don't like it, but they have um, discomfort here. Chiefly uh, the discomfort of the Spartans in Mycenae uh, J.B. Burry, a very famous historian,
1: So I don't know. I mean, dis discomfort is, is the experience of being discomfited. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, that doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't want to see it very often, but if I see it in some work of, you know, literature, uh, it might work all right
2: initially it meant mm-hmm. i mean, back when it first appeared it it meant defeated or vanquished Oh, okay and over time it just it, it just sort of lost its 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 vip and became just to be thwarted or frustrated and now it's to made to be made uneasy yeah um yeah I'm not really
0: bothered by this
2: I, it doesn't bother me at all i, I figure I, one of the point the only thing I don't like, well, the first that first example was awful, mm-hmm. but the, I don't like how discomfort sounds. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't like either of these words. If you want the truth, I think I'd rather say I, I don't feel comfortable. I feel uncomfortable
0: more than discomfortable. Well, discomfort makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
1: This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petras records from her home in Seattle, Washington. Ross Petras from his home in Toronto, Ontario. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at knrpetras at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.